The Road to Hayward is presented by the National Scholastic Athletics Foundation. NSAF has put on world-class events for the next generation of athletes for over 30 years now. Over 400 Olympians earning nearly 200 medals have participated in the NSAF championship events. NSAF is presenting the Nike Outdoor National Meet June 15th through 18th at Hayward Field, which is the greatest track and field stadium on the planet. To get more info about this world-class meet, visit NikeOutdoorNationals.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Running Effect podcast with Dominic Schleter. I'm your host, Dominic, and today on the short mini-series, The Road to Hayward, is the one and only Sophia Beckman. For those who aren't familiar with Sophia, Sophia is the top long jumper in the country this year and has set history time and time again. Just a few of her accomplishments. She's a two-time Nike Outdoor National Champion, which you'll be looking to add a third title to that very soon. Uh, she's a two-time USAT national champion, one-time AAU long jump national champion, three-time Oregon state champion. She holds the state record in her home state of Oregon, and her current mark is 22-4, which is just truly remarkable. Sophia is constantly set in history, constantly looking to push forward the boundaries of high school long jump. And I love this conversation. It was so fun to hear about Sophia's journey within this event and all the incredible things she's doing, both within long jump, uh, but also in the sprint side of things, as well as off the track. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed today's conversation and also enjoyed hearing about how she's planning to go out with a bang at the Nike Outdoor National Meet, which is coming up very, very shortly. If you have not already done so, I would greatly appreciate it if you guys give us a follow and a five-star review. It takes between five and 10 seconds, especially because you're already listening to this episode. And then something all of you guys can do is share today's episode or the podcast in general with a friend or someone who you think would find benefit from it. Appreciate you guys doing those things. Without further ado, I hope you all enjoy today's episode of The Road to Hayward with Sophia Beckman. Sophia Beckman, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing very well, thank you. So, question for you. I've never been to Oregon before. What's it like living in Oregon? Oh, well, you know, the weather can be here and there sometimes. It can treat you good, it can treat you bad. But, um, you know, it's always nice because um, whenever I go to other places, like out of state for like meets and stuff, and I do well, people are always surprised, especially in those more southern or like hotter places they're always surprised when I do good and stuff so it's nice being able to like represent in a way sometimes because people never expect you to be very good but um you know just living in Oregon I like I I really do like it here you know when it is summertime it the weather does get very warm and it's really nice but you know during winter you kind of just got to kind of push through the rain and whatever you live in Oregon, so you're right by like Hayward Field. What's it been like to compete there multiple times, you know, have your state championships there and also, you know, Nike Outdoor Nationals coming up is also at Hayward. So is it cool being in the state that, you know, the stadium everyone talks about you live decently close to? Yes, yes. I feel I feel like I got like a slight advantage sometimes, you know. We like you mentioned, there's Nike Nationals coming up. There's also U20 Nationals and also the senior meet coming up, which I may or may not be competing in. I don't know yet, but um, I feel like jumping there frequently and always knowing what to expect, it's it's so nice. And, you know, always being around that environment, it was always, you know, very nice because you can, people know you. Like, people who live in Oregon also come to the meets a lot. They always know you. They always cheer for you. So it's always nice having, like, support, knowing that you have support. Um, that's always big for me. Um, and just being on the field, like, every time, every time, it just feels, like, so cool because it looks 
amazing. Like if for the people who may or may not have ever been at Hayward Field, like it's just an experience that you really need to go to because it's definitely an experience. Yesterday, you said was your final day of uh, senior year high school. So you're done with high school. What are the emotions, the feelings right now? Are you glad it's over? Are you sad it's over? Are they mixed feelings? How are you feeling right now? Um, it's definitely mixed feelings. Um, I liked my school. Um, I was kind of just like more of a quieter person. You know, people always knew me for being the track girl in a way. And uh, same with my teachers. They always like talking to me about it. And um, they always think I'm cool in that way. Um, I do hope to stay connected to some of my friends, of course, and maybe talk to even some of my teachers and especially my long jump coach. Um, I did really enjoy the track experience as well. Um, I feel like I got very lucky with coaching. Like whenever I go to my other schools or to other school, like dual meets and whatever, and I meet my friends there, they always talk about like how horrible their coaching experience is. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I I'm just happy that I got lucky. Um, but, you know, the last day it was fun. It was nice. Um, I'm definitely excited to leave, though, and see how I do in college. So now that summer is upon you, uh, being out of school, what are some things you're looking forward to doing outside of competing at Nike Outdoor Nationals and the U20 meet and all that stuff? Like outside of track, uh, what are you looking forward to doing this summer? Um, Mainly just relaxing, really. Just whenever I can get a break, um, that'll be nice. Not having... Like my days off and practice and stuff, I practice like five days a week and whatever. And, you know, when I have those days off, I, I really do try and hang out with the people that I can if I have the energy to do so. Um, you know, finishing up some college-related stuff, um, just really trying to focus in and uh, probably go and buy some stuff for college as well, like dorm stuff. I'm excited to do that. I'm so excited to fill like my dorm up and decorate it. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> What's a hobby of Sophia Beckman that would surprise people? Um, there's not many, but I do, I do love clothes. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like the best at styling or whatever, but I do like to look for cool looking pieces if I can. And you know, the same with shoes. I don't spend like a whole bunch of money on shoes, of course, because that's just kind of ugh. even I'm like, mm, I don't need that. But um, I do like shoes also, mainly like sneakers and stuff. Big sneaker. In other sports, uh, like the professional scene, we see the athletes go to like the pregame press conference or just walk into the stadium, like completely like dripped out. Do you wish we had more of that in track uh, where like you show up to Hayward at Nike Outdoor Nationals and you had to like, you got to pick your own fit, had your own like introduction. I don't know. Would you like that or no? That would be really cool. I don't know how I would, you know, do in one of those type of press conference things or whatever. <laughs> I feel like I would know what to say. But um, I feel like I would do a pretty good job. Um, but that would be really cool, especially if we got to keep said things that we got to wear to the front. You had your Oregon State meet not too long ago. Can you take me through your performance there? Right. I had all my events. I had the one, two, four by one, and of course, long jump. Um, I really liked how my running events went, especially for some reason in prelims. I did very well in prelims. I almost... PR basically in both of them for my running events and then long jump was like a whole nother story um last year at state I remember almost not even making finals because I couldn't get on the board and then this year that wasn't the case but it definitely was like oh 
I'm not jumping good right now. I jumped a 20 foot nine, I believe was what I won to um, win the whole thing. And um, I remember scratching like two big ones. Um, you know, I kind of just wanted to go out and do something big. I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. That's the thing with long jump or for me, at least I never know what I'm going to jump going into a meet and going into state. I felt good. And then the first jump, I jumped a 20 foot nine and then I couldn't get on the board. And then I got some energy from the crowd again. Cause you know, a lot of people were there to watch me at least at that time of day. Um, and you know, it was more just like a mental thing for me that day. Uh, I definitely didn't jump how I wanted to 20 foot nine is probably like the fifth best I've done all season and stuff. But, um, it was nice to go out and to have a lot of people cheering for me and to at least make sure that they have at least seen me jump some sort of far distance because, you know, that's kind of what they came there to do. So You spoke to kind of the mental aspect there. I'm curious, how does the mental aspect play into long jump? Like as a distance runner, I know what it's like, you know, you're midway through a race and your mind wants to give up on you. Long jump, completely different event. I'm sure completely different mindset. How does kind of the mindset affect the event and how do you kind of try to work on it? For me, if I am either really angry or really happy, that's when I do the best. (laughs) Um, if I'm really angry it's probably because I was put into a bad situation like I did the first time I went to Nike Outdoor Nationals I wanted to place sixth and get on the podium and I believe I got pushed back into seventh place and then on my last jump I was really angry so I jumped and then I won the whole thing um and then uh you know there's other experiences where I've been really happy and I do really well but um I feel like people you know a lot of people don't know how technical long jump is it's a lot of runway work it's a lot of you know focusing on your last steps it's a lot of airtime, making sure that you're consistent consistency is so hard and knowing that all of that you have to put all those things together at once it can be so challenging to stay calm and to not be hard on yourself that's a big thing for me is being hard on myself because I know what I'm capable of now and knowing what I'm capable of and you know comparing it to during a meet and what I'm jumping I can be very hard on myself and I have to remember not to be because that's not going to help me at all. If you could go back to freshman year, Sophia, what would be a piece of advice you'd give that version of yourself just getting into the track and field world? Right. Freshman year, I believe I had two weeks into the season and then COVID hit and then we all were gone. Um, But, you know, what I did do there, I believe we had... It was we, we. It's called a red and white meet. It's like an icebreaker meet, basically for all the new fr- for all the new freshmen and how high school track meets are gonna work, basically. And um, <clears throat> I remember I jumped and then I got like the school record and then I ran a hundred and I got the school record again and I, um, I don't know. I kind of would say to myself, you know, just like keep going. Um, I remember as soon as COVID hit and, you know, we all were kind of away, I was like, okay, this is going to go away soon and I'll be able to get back into practicing and whatever. Um, I believe for like the first few weeks, I didn't really do much and I kind of wish I did more. I always, um, you know, especially now, I'm always training, I'm always doing something 
So, you know, not being on that schedule for me freshman year wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but, you know, I know that if I would have been training a lot more than I was, then, you know, maybe something would be going different now, but, you know, just hoping and staying positive as well, you know, because being away from that, my sport for that long, it was very, very hard on me and, uh, you know, just keep going. That would be probably the biggest advice. How did you get started in the sport of track and field? And in addition to that, what were your first impressions of the sport? Yeah, so I was actually a distance runner as well. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I started, well, not really dis- distance, I guess. I believe in like the sixth grade, I did like 5Ks and whatever. And then I, you know, transitioned into more of a 1500 meter runner. And that was kind of my main thing. Um, my f- 1500 was like my main thing. And then it transitioned to the 400. And then I believe next year it was like the 100. And um, I started out doing these small meets. My mom, she works at a hospital and her hospital sponsored this track town youth meet thing, I believe. Track town youth league. I think that was what it was called. And her work sponsored that. And she's like, well, would you want to do this? And I'm like, sure. So we went and we were at the old Hayward Field. And I remember absolutely loving it there. The old Hayward Field, it was just so magical to me at the time because it was, you know, I've never been at a big stadium like that. And uh, I remember running my 15 and I won. And then I remember running my 400 and then I won that too. And then I came back next year and I got into the 100, which is a weird transition going from 15 and then to the 100. But um, I was good at that, too, and I was, in a way, a bit better at that one as well. And plus, it didn't make me as tired, so I enjoyed that one a lot more. So I transitioned into more of a sprinter. And then I would say I only started getting into long jump when I was about 14, 15. Um, I joined a track club when I was 14, going from the summer of eighth grade going into freshman year. And um, from about three or four months it took me to go from a 14 foot five jumper to an 18 foot one and I won my first USATF um national meet at you know 15 at the 14 15 age division I think no 13 14 that's the age division and then there's 15 16 13 14 I won my first uh USATF national meet I, I, I believe it was like a Hershey's thing or something but yeah and now I'm kind of here kind of progressing still with the same club um same coaches and uh, it's been great what do you think makes the long jump event unique and special well there's also you know triple jump triple jump is you know a big big probably one of the more if not most technical in my opinion the most technical um track and field event mainly the field event um sport and long in the jumping events like that but I like long jump a lot because it's not triple jump <laughs> I tried triple jump for like two weeks and got shin splints immediately and I was like yeah no this is not gonna work so I would say it's unique in a way just because it there's a lot less time I mean not a lot less like technical aspects compared to triple jump but when I compare it to triple jump there is um but I think long jump is unique because there really isn't anything else like it in a way. You kind of have to incorporate 
all these different things you have to be like like in order to be a good long jumper you have to be fast or like you don't have to be fast but like it's good to be fast like which is why I'm also still a sprinter um you kind of have to be fast you have to be really powerful and you have to have a lot of balancing related things going on and um comparing to how technical it is comparing it to like other track and field events including track and field um I would say it's definitely one of the more technical ones and you know when you're a good long jumper um I think that's really cool because um there's a lot of things you have to try and master and not a lot of people can do that you know you could have a really good sprinter try and do long jump and you know all they have is speed and you can have a really powerful like high jumper do long jump and they don't have a lot of speed but they get up really high or something like that but when you're a good long jumper you kind of have all those things and um, I think that's really cool how do you train for those different elements that you just mentioned there and like what does your normal weekly training look like generally right well uh Yesterday, for example, I just had some penultimate work. It's basically the last three steps of your jump, and um, that's kind of what gets you up in the air. I'm working on boxes, I'm doing a lot of bounding, um, and for me especially, um, I would say something I've been working on a lot is my runway work. My runway work has been so much better this year because if you have a good mark and you're consistent, um, then you're going to be perfect on the board and you don't have to worry about it at all. Um, I would say when I was younger, focusing on the board was always hard for me because um, you're not supposed to look at it. But, you know, you always kind of do a quick little like look down really quick. Um, even now I do that. But um, my runway work has for sure been the biggest thing for me. Um, and also, you know, it's fun whenever we do runway work and we get off the springboard, you know, get some height off the board or something like that. Um, but it's a lot of technical things that, you know, I can't really explain it all in once. It's just a lot of, a lot of things. What do you think is the most difficult part about the event that you have to train for and maybe you struggle with the most? Definitely height, um, getting up at the board, you know, I'm, I'm, I would I wouldn't consider myself weak at all. I I do lift heavy when I'm in the weight room and stuff. Um, but you know, getting power off of the board, I would say, is my biggest struggle right now. My runway work has definitely was definitely last year like stay consistent. That was hard for me. Now it's definitely you know I bring a lot of speed. I have the speed down. I have the runway work down. Now it's just about controlling that and getting up in the air because you know when I running when I'm running running and then I jump I kind of just go out I need to get up and go out and you know once I get that down I feel like I'll be better which penultimate work will really help that at what point in your high school career you know you took us through kind of your start in the sport all the way up to how you got started in long jump at what point did you realize and go from just doing long jump to then being like, oh, wow, like I'm really, really good at this. Yeah, so that's actually funny because I believe, again, it was that 13, 14 age and it was, I believe, regionals here in order to qualify for USATF nationals. Um, I remember I had it, I was about a month into my club and I hadn't really gone to any long jump practices because I hated long jump i absolutely hated it because i wasn't good at it and and i remember 
um, my coach signed me up for a long jump anyways at the regional meet, so I had to do it, and our long jump coach was kind of at the edge um, of the gate. There was, like, a fence that, you know, coaches couldn't be on the field and stuff, so he was coaching me from the fence, coaching me and a couple of my other teammates, and I remember jumping and running and landing on one foot, standing straight up and almost breaking my back every single time. It was so bad. But for some reason, and I don't know how, I ended up winning, and I literally don't know how. I jumped like a 14-8, I believe, and um, I hadn't gone to any long jump practices yet. I think it was probably because I had gotten faster, and so I really had the speed in order to, you know, get to where I was and jump that 14-8. And I remember walking over to my coach and... I remember saying, wow, I thought I sucked at long jump. (laughs) And then he's like, no, no, you do not. And so we kind of, that's kind of when it sparked everything. And I kind of started to work with him some more. And then just literally week after week, I would see improvement and more improvement up until nationals jump in that 18-1. What would you say to the people listening right now, uh, whether they're distance runners, long jumpers, whatever event they're in, uh, who look up to you and, and see the improvement you've made over the past four years, what would be maybe some advice you'd give to those listening about, you know, chasing after excellence and chasing after their goals? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you can't always do it alone. You definitely need more support. And that's why I kind of reached out to that track club. Actually, um, my friend Mia, her dad reached out to me because we raced in one of those track town youth um me um races when we were really young and he noticed that I was fast and so he kind of reached out to me and at first I was a little nervous because you know I don't know any of those kids it was a big club at the time and uh they all were really good so I was like uh I don't know I don't really like people that much I've never been a big people person a little introverted and uh you know he reached out and I went and um you know, I realize, you know, how much I love my sport, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. Knowing how much you want it, you know, you kind of have to make some of those sacrifices. And for me, it was just like being out there at the time, you know, um, not being a little shy, introverted person I was. Um, that was a big step for me and just asking, asking for help. That was the, that was, the, that was a really big thing that I needed to get over and I did. And, um, you know, when you want to be good in your sport, you have to continue training. I went every single day after that. I didn't miss a day unless it was for something. I didn't really get sick that much. So, you know, if you can, you know, go every single day. Always ask for help. Always question, you know, how this um, little training session is improving you and, you know, really get some ideas on like how to improve yourself better. I asked you about how you went from merely participating in long jump to then realizing you were really, really good at that. Taking that kind of frame and model of a question to present day, at what point did you realize, you know, I'm the best in high school to like, basically at what point did you realize, uh, go from like high school thinking, how can I win national titles to now it seems like you're thinking, how can I make teams and compete on the national national stage? What was it, 2021 or 2020 when I did the Nike Outdoor Nationals for the first time? I was a I was a sophomore, I think. Yeah, a sophomore, and I was jumping against all the seniors. 
and um um and then I won that one surprisingly it came out of nowhere um after that one it kind of motivated me to become something that you know what I am now um and hopefully something even better but after that I kind of got very serious more serious than I already was about my sport I kind of got a lot more into it and you know wanting the best not necessarily winning every time but wanting the best for me um and I know that I'm happiest when I know that I am doing very very well in my sport um for me it's not really about winning it's definitely more about you know PRs and you know if my PR just happens to be farther than the person who was hoping to win then that's just that um kind of transitioning into you know what I want to be now and going and knowing what I want from my sport I know how competitive I am now and um I would say I'm very happy how competitive I am it can be a little scary sometimes you know especially with these bigger meets coming up and not knowing whether or not I'm going to do seniors or not. Um, I know what I want, and that is to be memorable. People know my name, basically. That's That would be the biggest thing for me. What in your career, specifically within high school, are you most proud of? What accomplishments do you think back to the most? And what do you want to be remembered for, you know, after your final senior year track season? Again, probably going back to the first time I jumped at Nike Nationals and being a sophomore and beating all the seniors and very unexpectedly, I really wasn't supposed to win, but um, I, I did. And, you know, it's funny whenever my coach tells me about that story and how he saw me um, and when I realized I got pushed back into um, seventh place, you know, I'm a very goal-orientated person. Um, I believe when I was a freshman, I wanted to, I set a goal to PR every foot, every, every year by foot. <laughs> and uh, so far now, I guess I have kind of gotten that goal because I was jumping like 18 when I was younger. And, um, but that's besides the point. Um, I was a very goal-oriented person. I still am. And going into that meet, I wanted to play top six. That was my goal. That was what I was going to do. Um, and, uh, I remember not even my own coach, but other coaches noticed how angry I got when I got pushed back and, you know, they could tell that I definitely used that to my advantage. And that was a really big moment for me, knowing that I am capable of something like that. And, um, even though it's definitely not one of my best jumps, it was like a 1911 or 1910 and a half, I think. Yeah, that was what it was. Even though it was um, not a very significant jump, it was definitely a very significant moment. And again, like the question you asked before, what like transitioned me into what I want to be now, it was uh, definitely that moment where it sparked and kind of this whole ladder of progression that I would never have known existed if that moment didn't happen for me. So Nike Outdoor Nationals this year, going back to where it all started, uh, the, the memory and experience you just shared with us, what are you looking to do at this year's meet and how cool is it to go back to kind of where your long jump career, uh, you know, kind of jumped off to sound corny and cliche? <laughs> yeah, um, 
you know, I, I will say that my goal now, now that I have, you know, mainly done all my goals so far, jumped a foot every year, my goal now is, you know, mainly that national record and, uh, that's really it. Um, I'm not even looking to win. It's literally just, which, you know, if I did jump that, I probably would win, but you know, um, I really want that record like very badly and I know I can do it. It's just a matter of training and getting back into it. Um, it would be really cool to be able to defend my title in a way, I guess. Um, but, um, just going out one more time in that meet, you know, with all the energy there, because I know that people might recognize me a bit and, uh, you know, hopefully they'll cheer and clap um, for me again. Um, but yeah, no, that national record has definitely been on my mind ever since I jumped that 22-4. So. What are you most looking forward to doing outside of your event at Nike this year? Well, I'm hoping to place top six in both of my sprinting events um again i'm still a sprinter i love sprinting it's not like i'm slow or anything um so hopefully pring in both of those i believe my pr for the 200 now i would say it goes long jump 200 100 and then like relays or something like that um so i i like the 200 a lot better than the 100 but um hopefully pring in the 200 running like a 23 it would be really cool to go 22 but i don't know if that's gonna happen and my pr right now is 23 11 and uh in the 100 um it's gonna be a little harder um getting top six in that one i think or that might be switch it might be harder to get top six in the 200 i don't remember but um my pr right now is like 11 30 flat and uh i know i can definitely go a lot faster than that my starts have been getting a lot better um so just really focusing in on my sprinting events as well and, you know, getting good starts and PRing basically is what I'm hoping for. Off the track, outside of your events, is there anything uh, you're looking forward to doing, athletes you're looking forward to seeing, any specific things you've been to this meet before? Like what were your favorite moments off the track from previous years that you're looking forward to doing again this year? I actually love the, the practice track area because that's where one all the athletes are. Um, I'm really hoping to see some of my um, other friends from other states and whatever people that I've jumped against before. Really excited about some people from Washington coming down. And um, there's a really cool coach that I'm really hoping to see because he is probably like, uh, he's just a great man and is a little, little old guy. And he's been doing this for about like 50 years now, coaching long jump. And, you know, he has given me some advice here and there. I'm excited to see him. So mainly just um, catching up on athletes that I can't see every now and then, um, especially around the practice track, because I remember there's just a lot of memories where you get to, like, um, talk to people and stuff and uh, just catch up, really. What does it mean to you to be coming to this meet for the third year in a row? And what would it mean to kind of go out on top and uh, potentially set a national record in the process, go out that way? Well, going out um, and winning would be really cool. Going out and setting the national record, I would def- I'm would i definitely going to cry if that happens. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I want to end it off good now. Um, you know, some redemption from the state meet. I kind of, I kind of need it um, now, at least, uh, you know, going back and defending my title. I know that they might 
say that again or like when when they're announcing the whatever and defending national champion or something like that um i'm hoping to definitely keep that word um but going out and hitting and getting that national record that would be amazing and give me a lot more confidence to possibly do the seniors meet which again don't know no idea i know i keep bringing that up but i because it's been i've been thinking about it a lot and i don't know if i'm gonna do it um but um it would be it would be really cool again yeah so at nike are you jumping happy or angry oh (laughs) i don't know yet i hope happy i hope it's always happy i hope it's never never has to be angry of course that was just kind of uh you know there are very rare occasions when i'm like that um but you know happy is definitely always better and something i need to work on comparing to like my mindset things and you know better mindset you'll always do better when you are happier you know surprisingly i know it sound like that all the time or doesn't feel like that all the time but you you know it's been proven that you do better when you're happy and i'm really hoping to do that because can't say I've been the happiest at these last few meets. So yeah. One final question for you. Assuming every food, every restaurant is in Eugene, Oregon, what is the go-to post-race, post-event meal? I would say I'm pretty sure there's like a Chipotle nearby that I've definitely gone to a couple of times. So <laughs> probably like Chipotle or like a good sandwich. I I do go to that, like, whenever I'm at, like, team meets and stuff, there's, like, the Tracktown Pizza Place, but I don't really like to go to that all the time, but I have had great memories in there, you know, I don't eat pizza all the time, but, you know, the memories that I've had in that place, it's always been pretty cool. Tracktown Pizza, um, not necessarily for the food, but more, like, the memory and the environment, I guess, it was always really cool, but, um, you know, always kind of craving Chipotle after it, in a way, I guess, yeah. Well, Sophia, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Can't wait to see you crush it at Nike and and beyond. So appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I don't take your time for granted, and I hope that today's episode impacted you and left you walking away inspired and all the more motivated to chase after your biggest goals and walking away a better version of yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast, have given us a five-star review, and consider sharing with a friend. Through that, we can reach new people and hopefully inspire them in the process. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Running Effect to stay up to date on all the exciting projects and all the new episodes coming out. Generally, we release two to three episodes per week, so stay tuned for all of those coming your way shortly. I hope you're running and life is going well. Guys, keep chasing mastery, and I will catch you in next episode.